Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach, and I am meeting with an absolutely wonderful woman, Dr. Drayvon James today. She is a pharmacist, and she has started a coaching program called Leaders in High Heels, uh, Reach Your Next Level of Greatness. So welcome, Dr. James, to the show. I really appreciate you being here, and I've had a really lovely conversation with you pre, you know, before we uh, recorded this, so thank you for that as well. So would you like to start telling everybody a little bit about yourself? What got you from being a pharmacist to a coach? Oh, I'm so excited to share this with your listening audience because I think they will find it fascinating and I hope they will find it encouraging. And in here, you'll understand how I became a transformational specialist because I started out, uh, I, I'm a pharmacist. You're absolutely right. I've, been, I've had um, been a pharmacist now for over three decades. It's hard to believe that because when I started out at age 17, what I wanted to be was an actress. And I wanted it more than anything else. But I was really, really good at uh, science and math. And my mom thought it would be just a hoot for me to go to uh, medical school. And I enjoy helping people. That's something that makes me feel so connected and so grounded. I, when I help somebody else, I, I feel the energy uh, boomerangs back to me almost instantaneously. So that fit right into my personality. And so I went to pharmacy school pre-med. And while I was there, I decided, yeah, I think I'm not going to go on to medical school. But I went on and got my um, doctorate degree in pharmacy and have been practicing in leadership roles for over 30 years. And so in that time period, uh, there was still this burning desire to be an actress because I, uh, in, in the third grade, auditioned for a play. And I, I still remember the title. It was called Ladies First. I auditioned in the third grade and I didn't get a significant role. I think I was just in the background. And I auditioned again in the fourth grade and they made me a tree that didn't speak or move. But I thought... <laughs> It's a great observational role. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, you know, and and I and as I was that tree, I still remember it. I mouthed the um, the leading girl, all her lines and everything as the tree back there. And that passion was always with me. So when I had my daughter, who's now 21, she was about she wasn't even six months old. I decided that I could never teach somebody to follow their dreams if I didn't follow mine. And I went on to take a few acting courses and did a lot and still do a lot of acting. And my biggest role today has been a recurring role on HBO, The Wire. And uh, so I believe in that embracing our whole self is something that we have to do in order to really enjoy our journey called life. We're multifaceted people. We have so many parts of us. And people always ask me, how does a pharmacist become a motivational speaker? Or how does a pharmacist become an actress? And I always say, you know, you could always ask the other question because I believe that I was an actress and a motivational speaker, inspirational speaker who became a pharmacist because it fit into helping people. You know, anything help people believe in themselves to their next level of greatness in their health. And one of the things I teach in my organization, um, I I developed this philosophy called everyday peace and peace being defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, 
totality. Now that's our life. That's, that's us, right? You can't end your journey with saying, unless you just have one dream. And I do meet people who all their life, they want to be a pilot and that's, and that's great. You pursue that, that, that goal. But most people that I work with, they have so they're multifaceted and they have so much to give the, the world and to themselves. And I encourage them to explore all parts of themselves. And I teach them that whatever shows up in your life, the good, the bad, and the in-between, we use all of that. All of it showed up to help you, to pave the way for you to get to your next level of greatness. So I became a pharmacist. And through that, I have spent over 30 years leading organizations and recently was awarded um, a, a huge coin of honor uh, for leading through the COVID pandemic. And I love that form of service and I love coaching there. But my passion, my, oh, when I see the look on women's faces, when I teach them how to become the CEO of their own life and, and go for that C-suite or go for um, their next level of greatness in their health and take ownership of that, take ownership in their relationships. This like light bulb goes off in their head and this huge part of my heart opens up and, you know, branches off for new discoveries for myself. So. Yeah, I, I love that question. I love sharing it with people because wherever you are today, if there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be, you can build a bridge. You've got all the skills. Your whole life has been giving you the materials to build a bridge to close that gap. Now, I love that you follow all your dreams. I love that you are an actress. You are a pharmacist. You are a motivational speaker. You are a coach. I mean, you you seem to just jump right in, dive right in. If you if you want to do it, you do it. There's no can I do it? There's no if I have time. There's none of that. How do you fit all of these roles into your life? Um, do you do more of one at one point in time, or you know how do you how do you manage all of that? Because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is, well, I can't I can't be a pharmacist and a motivational speaker because that's too many things. So how do you manage that? That's such a great question because I was there in my life too. I used to want to audition for roles. And at that time in my life, I, I, I worked on a rotating shift. So I worked some weekends and I thought, well, how can I audition for roles when I, when I'm obligated on the weekends and I'm obligated sometimes in the evening. And then after several years of being in that place, I decided that I'll get the role I'll, I'll, I'll continue to do the work to audition and I'll see what happens. I won't start worrying about things that don't yet exist. I don't need to worry about what the schedule is going to be because I don't have the gig. So I thought, just do the next thing. Focus on the step that is in front of me. All I can do is this. When the next, when I get to that step, guess what happens? The universe agrees and something opens up. But we spend so much time overthinking and I'm not criticizing because I am the queen of overthinking. I can <laughs> overthink anything. So, uh, but I practice this and I say, okay, what's, this, what's the thing that I need to do now? Well, you need to take an acting class. Got it, do it. Uh, what's the thing I need to do next? Well, you need to audition. Got it, do it. And then when the role opens up, oh, guess what? Something opened up in my schedule or something happened around a project that I was working on and it just happened. So I encourage people, don't go on step 30 when you haven't yet done step one. 
You know, I, I love that philosophy. I, I practice that philosophy because if we, if we do too many things or we start thinking about everything at, at once, it's so overwhelming. You know, um, I, I'm actually getting ready to move cross country. And my mom called me the other day and she said, well, we need to think about this and this and this and this. And all I could say to her is that's overwhelming. Let's deal with one problem at a time. Then we can do it. Yes. That's how we eat an elephant, one bite at a time. You know what? I used that exact same analogy in um, another um, recording I did, or uh, actually my live show this morning. So actually, yeah, it's it's exactly how you do it. You have to to do it one step at a time, one problem at a time. You can't solve all the problems at the same time. So yeah, no, I I think that's fabulous. Um, Tell me a little bit about your... um, leadership in high heels. What inspired you to start doing something like that? I mean, you're already a pharmacist. You're already on, you know, doing your acting gig. What made you decide you needed to also be a leader and motivate other women? Oh, I I would love to answer that, but I want to go back one second because in my heart, I feel that there's a person out there who's saying that, but you have to plan and, and that's why they can't move forward. And I want to say this, Uh, You do have to plan. You write down all the steps and then you let it go, right? So that we we give our mind that thing. Write down those steps. And like you said, when you're talking to your mom, now, I know the steps. I got it. Don't overwhelm me by thinking I can solve all those steps right now. I'm on step one. (laughs) And the only thing I can solve is Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say that for the person who's thinking that we're saying don't plan. I'm not saying don't plan. I'm not saying don't weigh the risk. I'm saying you do that. You write it all down and you don't let that list stop you from pursuing your dreams and your passions. So I want to put that out there. Now, why did I start this? Why did I start? (laughs) You're welcome. Why did I start this leadership um, program for women leaders in high heels? It was always in the back of my mind somewhere. And I'll tell you why. Years and years ago, it may have been, oh my gosh, 20, 25 years ago, I was working on a project, a leadership project, and I was the only woman on that project. And I was so stressed out. It was so such a difficult project. And one of the men on the project was talking to me and we were at, we, we finished it. And, you know, I was just so happy to be done. And I, and I did feel good about the accomplishment. And he said to me, wasn't that exhilarating? I mean, we hit stumbling block after stumbling block, and it was really contentious at times. There was a lot of conflict, and there was a lot of risk, and we were talking about a million-dollar project. There was a lot of money on the line, and I looked at him and thought to myself, wow, that's not how I would have described that, right? I had so many sleepless nights and so worried about failing, and here he was standing, or we worked together, and he, at the end of that project, said, wasn't that exhilarating? And he was excited about taking on the next project. I was shaking in my boots and thought to myself, I can't do it again. I can't do it again. But that phrase wasn't that exhilarating. Uh, Let me know something that I was viewing that project differently than he had viewed that project. And I started at that point, and this may have been, like I said, 25 years ago, I started watching something about myself and how I viewed challenges and how I viewed leadership. And I was in a leadership role and I found it very, very stressful. And then I started getting into coaching, coaching people, not just women and other things. And I started noticing the difference between how my male clients and my female clients processed information. And I thought, aha, 
um, as I started growing in my leadership at, in my own career and started working with different people, I saw some fundamental differences that were teachable and that were learnable and that were, they were modeling these great things. And I want to say that in my, in doing this coaching and doing a lot of research, there's a study out there by KPMG's this research uh, that they did that said 67% of women say they lack the self-confidence to be a leader. Mm. Six, That's six, unfortunate. Seven. Isn't that unfortunate? And what, what I heard in that is this, or what I didn't hear is that they lack the skill sets to be a leader. They didn't say that. They have no. the skills. They lack the, the confidence. confidence, right? Well, we, that's a teachable skill. We can learn that. And that's why I thought to myself, it, we need leadership for everything. You're running a household. You need to understand how to operate as a leader. You want to change your health conditions. You got to see yourself as a leader. You want to change your career or grow your business or, or get promoted. You got to see yourself as a leader. And if 67% of women do not see themselves as a leader, that's problematic. And a lot of them are acting in leadership roles, but they're not getting fulfillment from them because they don't see themselves as such. So that's why I'm really, really passionate about teaching leadership to women and teaching it in a way. I've taken a lot of leadership courses and I would say this coaching program is none of that. This coaching program is designed to work and, and, and we're all different. We're not a monolithic group. I'm not saying that women are, but there are some things about the way we embrace the world, the way we see the world. We are the world's nurturers. There is a way that which we operate in that we have been naturally designed to be leaders. And that's what I help women cap, uh, capitalize on, that part of us, that automatically, right. yes, we're leading every day. We're just not getting credit for it or giving ourselves credit for it. I think that's exactly it. You're not people don't give themselves credit for the work they're doing. They say things like, well, I'm just a mom. Well, you're not just a mom. You are helping the future of this planet. You are growing adults. I mean, eventually they are going to be adults who will be in leadership roles, who will be making big decisions that will impact other people. And that's a big job. Being a mom is a huge job. It was the toughest job I've ever done. I mean, my, when my me youngest turned 18, I was just like, I remember I called my oldest daughter when my youngest one turned 18. I said, today I graduated. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. I, I said, today I graduated. I am no longer obligated. Up to this point, I was obligated to do everything for you. I said, everything I do from now on, I said, will be because you asked me for my, my leadership role. You asked me for that advice, but I've, I've done everything I can do for you up to this point. And both my girls are very successful. Um, both had full scholarships to undergrad. My youngest one's uh, in, my, or my youngest one is in journalism school. My oldest one is in her third year of medical school. Uh, most people don't know how old she is, but she was the youngest person in her medical school. So if anyone listens to this and knows her, <laughs> now they'll know. Congratulations. But, and that's, thank you. And you know, and I want to stop right there because a lot of my clients are moms and yes. you're right. We put that word just in front of it. Right. And, you, and I'm so glad here you are a living example because I said to, I say to them, I said, so when you have a child, an adult who's a neurosurgeon, do you think his mother, her mother said, I was just a mom. You birthed a neurosurgeon. You raised a neurosurgeon. Biden's mother, President Biden's mother was just a mom. No, she raised 
the president of the United States. That's huge. That part of what happens between birth to age 18 is that qualifies you for, to run to ho- run a whole country. <laughs> it really, I, I, I agree with you. It probably does. It, but there's no such thing as just a mom. Just I think no. a lot of times we equate success with money and it has nothing to do with money. And I'm not discounting money. I think money has some very valuable points. I just don't think it has everything to do with success. I think a lot of moms discount their jobs because they're not bringing in income, but but they're doing the hard work. Right. And that's important. And then that is a mindset that we work on in leaders in high heels because uh, in a lot of the skill sets, I, and I've coached people who've been at home, full-time moms for 10, 12 years and return to the work environment and return in such a way that, they, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't really use my degree. I've just been a mom. I said, oh my goodness, the skill sets that you bring, the work ethic that you bring phenomenal right and so right. learning learning to see ourselves as leaders is so important and the first role i tell people that, that we really the most important leadership role that you'll ever have is the leader of one which is learning to lead yourself and part of leading yourself is to lead yourself into a mindset that that partners with your goals the word jest or or, or demeaning what we do and looking for money to be the validator or someone else to be the validator. It, you give all the meaning to everything in your life, including yourself. And that, that self-esteem, that self-value is so important. Yeah, it's, it's truly very important. Um, so what are some of the steps that you use in your program to help your clients reach the next level of greatness? Oh, that's a great question too. So um, we do, it's a 12 week program. So we go, we cover a lot in 12 weeks, but one of the major things that we cover initially in in the beginning process is unpacking ourselves, right? And and I've coached women who are already in corporate leadership roles and you'll be amazed at how many women are in corporate leadership roles and are emotionally uh, at a deficit, they just feel, and they're doing well. I mean, there are women that you look at, you say, oh my goodness, I would love that role. But they feel so empty because they don't feel like they can bring their authentic self with them or they feel like, um, you know, uh, in a place of fear all the time for whatever reason, guilt over things at home, guilt because of the way things are at work, guilt because of the decisions that they can't really make that they want to make. They're not honoring them, their true self. Um, I coach from that level all the way, as I said, to people who are women who are single and want to get married and want to have children. And we started this basic point of understanding value and how to assign value. Right. And that goes into self-esteem. And, and we often misread self-esteem and believe that it is equated with uh, external success. Right. But self-esteem really is that how do you feel about how do you value yourself? How do you feel about you, irregardless of any accomplishments? Right. So we go through that and we spend some time talking about that, the self-esteem versus self-confidence. Right. You know, that's one of the first things I do in my job, too. But yeah, it's so important. Yeah. Right? People miss that. It's very important. Mm-hmm. People miss that. And once, and I, and I tell you, when you get a full, uh, a solid foundation of that, 
my goodness. You could almost stop right there because you could see the wings and, and, and everything and the posture starting to change and the outlook starting to change. And there, uh, you'll sit with women who um, a week ago could not tell you anything that they accomplished. And once you really get in there and coach on self-esteem and self-confidence, they are then able to rattle off a confidence. It's like, I did this, I did that. So yes, yes, yes. So, and, and they understand that even though they did those things or didn't accomplish those things, that their value, their self-esteem is independent of that. If you never did another thing in your life, you're still valuable. So we start there. Uh, we deal a lot with perfection because that is another key thing that blocks women um, from pursuing leadership roles or, uh, or wanting to progress and get promoted. A lot of women say they, 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 they reject promotion because they don't have all the things that they believe they need to be promoted. So we spend some time getting a good understanding of perfection versus um, uh, progress, progressing. So we spend some time there and then we spend some time on some practical things, you know, understanding some skill sets that leaders need to know about strategy, strategy, understanding how to um, lean into conflict. That's huge, huge. Yes. We do, we do a, um, I, and I teach a whole, um, whole uh, workshop on just on just that topic but we do cover it in my leadership coaching class as well coaching series because that is so huge and it blocks women because we don't want to be seen most women don't want to be seen as the aggressor right we've been raised to be <laughs> to be you know pleasant and agreeable right and so when we are faced with conflict we kind of shy away and back down or or you know and don't assert in the best interest of ourselves, sometimes in the best interest of the people that we're representing. So we deal a lot with those skills and help women to realize that conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. Right? I it agree. Is, right. It is one of the, uh, it's, it's free, it's free, it's free teaching and learning. That's for sure. Right. But it's also a great way to build relationships. So learning to get in there and lean into conflict is so important, especially as you see yourself as a leader. And I often tell people that prior to my oldest is 21, a senior and an undergrad, and prior to raising her, I think I was what they would call a people pleaser. Now, although I was in leadership when I had her, um, I, I struggled a lot in leadership because I always felt um, emotionally drained because I'm always trying to make everybody happy and all of that. And then yeah. having my daughter and going through the, you know, the formative years in school, it helped me to, I use that of having to be an advocate for her and different things and speak up as a mom and different organizations. And I realized that everybody wins when I embrace conflict, when I shy away from it and let it grow like a mushroom in the dark, we get, you know, we're going to have more casualties. So that part of parenting, and we teach this in, in Leaders in High Heels, that everything that's showing up in your life, if you were a mom or, or if you were not a mom, whatever you've done in your life up to now, divorce, not divorce, buried parents, not buried parents, whatever you've done up into your life, up until this point, we're going to use all those skills because that's why they're there. We're going to use all that to build a bridge to where you want to go. So we spend 12 solid yeah. weeks doing that. That's amazing. I, I love the fact that you lean into the conflict because a lot of women, especially, they feel like when they have conflict, it could potentially damage or end a relationship. But what it really does is strengthen that relationship if you understand conflict resolution and you do a good job 
in resolving that conflict, it actually strengthens your relationship. It builds respect. It improves your self-esteem. It improves your confidence. It does so many amazing things for you that once they have that experience, then they don't shy away from conflict, but it's all about how you deal with that conflict. So I, I love that that's part of your, your program. We have about two minutes before we, we break here. And I would really like for you to talk a little bit about uh, Discover Your Passion, your seven-day uh, free gift that you're offering our listeners. Uh, would you like to share that, please? Oh, absolutely. So, yes, it's an absolutely free mini course. It's seven days. And it's not seven grueling days. It's seven really fun and invigorating days. Um that you get this training on. So if you email me at Dravon, which is my first name, D-R-A-B for victory, O-N, James, um, at yahoo.com and just put the word free in the subject line, you're going to receive the most amazing energetic training you would ever imagine on how you can reconnect to your passion. So even if you say to yourself, I never knew what I was passionate about. Don't worry. You will, you will find it in there. So I encourage everyone to, you know, to get that. Uh, and you can also visit my website at www.drdrdravonjames.com. Um, and you can just hit the contact information there and it request it there as well. But uh, I encourage people to really take advantage of that because it's seven days. Um, if you have not heard about tapping, there is a tapping session in there. I meet women who are really triggered. Um, sometimes they just need to kind of, you know, get their nervous system intact. And we provide that and I have a coach on there who does some tapping sessions with you. So it's a really good, it's a, it's a marvelous resource if I don't say so myself for, um, for uh, free, absolutely free. <laughs> absolutely. It sounds wonderful. So, and I, and I thank you for being on the show today. Uh, when we come back from break, we'll talk more with Dr. Drayvon James. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, please go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can ask for my free consultation. Uh, you can email me for that. You can also register for our upcoming magazine, Executive Function Magazine, that will be launching in January of 2022. And we'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fozzie Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email 
Tufazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and I am your host of Focus on Success. Today, we are meeting with Dr. Drayvon James, who is um, developed leaders in high heels. Um, it's a coaching program that helps individuals reach their next level of greatness. And welcome back, Dr. James. I, I've actually Thank really you. enjoyed our conversation so far. It's been really, it's been really fun. So um, let's talk a little bit about everyday peace, your philosophy. Um, can you talk a little bit about what is that? Oh, yes, I would love to. So as I mentioned, um, the definition of peace, I have to tell everybody, because when they hear me talk about this philosophy, they often think that I'm talking about being somewhere in a Zen-like meditative state and constantly at peace. And I think some people feel automatically like, oh no, with my lifestyle, I could never have that. And although I would love to have that too, that is not what I'm referring to. When I use the word peace, I'm referring to wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now with that definition, we know that we all today, no matter what's going on in our life, uh, whether we're in the best situation ever and we just can't stop smiling or we're in a situation that is really um, heavy on our hearts, it is whole, it is complete. It's the whole thing is happening to us. We're experiencing the whole thing in this moment. Everything that can be experienced about this moment, we are experiencing it. And so everyday peace means that I show up whole every day. And so the philosophy is designed to teach us and to encourage us and to model how to use all of today's experiences to help us to uh, create the stepping stones and walk along that path to our next level of greatness. And, and we use three pillars. We make this pyramid with them, health, wealth, and relationships. So we cover that pillar, that, that, that triangle there, because most of our dreams, in fact, I've not met anyone yet, but I'm sure, you know, I keep um, my eyes open. But most of our dreams and our desires fall into one of those categories. It's either a health dream or, or goal or wealth or relationship. If we can, yeah. and, and if we go through our day and we look at, okay, I have a desire to do this. I have a desire to do that. And we look at what's blocking us. Oftentimes what we're using to block us is we have this, our focus is on lack. And we look at the challenges that show up in our lives. Sometimes we're even using challenges that should have been our childhood. We all know, know about doing, you know, inner work on the inner child. But we're using those challenges to block us instead of using that, those challenges to do what they're supposed to do. Iron sharpens iron. So if we have been challenged in a certain area and we're telling somebody about that challenge, we are no longer the victim of that challenge. And I know that's hard to hear because many people, including myself, have been through so many things that were just tear jerkers. They're really painful. And anybody would say, oh my gosh, you're right to see, you know, to be still crying over that. But let me tell you, the power that we possess when we really face life as an everyday peacemaker is to use even those most painful moments to be the stepping stone to our, to our next level of greatness. And I like to say this is that, the, and I'm not encouraging anybody to go out and gather any more pain. I'm not doing that, but. <laughs> the, Definitely the, not. Right. No, no, no. Right. But I would like to say this and please hear my heart on this is that the more pain for the more, the more difficult the challenge, 
right? The higher the rise, right? The more you have been challenged, that means that you've really sharpened some skill. And it's not just the survival skill that is so important. But when you survive simultaneously, you thrive. And how you can thrive even more, what we teach in every, with our everyday peace philosophy, is to reorganize how you tell that story to yourself, right? Reorganize it first by knowing that if I am telling you the story about a past painful event, that means that I am the victor of that event. I stand victorious over it. I'm the girl or the guy telling you how it was, right? Only the victor can do that, right? Yeah, so, no, I love the way you see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so you get to do that. And that's what this everyday piece, and it, and it flows so nicely into, I use this philosophy when I teach leadership, is because how we frame the story for ourselves is really so crucial into our level of, of success and how quickly we get there. You know, that's a question I get from everybody. They enter in a, into the 12-week um, coaching program and they want, you know, I want instantaneous results. I say, you know, you can, ha- you can, life will move at the pace of which you're willing to, to let go mm-hmm. right and people don't want to hear that so much they're like well what do you know it still hurts i know we still have to let go right you, you know and and things especially during the pandemic i, I have a number of clients who've had and myself included who had suffered a lot of loss during the pandemic and it's it's still fresh right we were still in the midst of this right and when you're challenged to remember right to honor the memory but to let go of the stronghold and to see and, and to pull out the pieces of courage and power that are in that pain, because that's what it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of divorce. You know, when you first, when somebody first gets divorced, all they think about is why am I not worthy? Why, you know, why did this happen to me? But as they start letting go of things, they start seeing more and more of who they are. They start seeing more and more of their strengths. And they start seeing that divorce as a learning experience, as an experience overall, as opposed to this negative thing that happened to me after I got married. <laughs> right. I you was know? a victim. Of, I was a victim of this person. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's kind of what I was thinking as you were talking about this. So. It's very fascinating. Right. And, very and fascinating. You're so, you're so right. And I have a number of clients who that is what they're trying to do is to lead themselves out of the trauma of, of divorce. And you're absolutely right. Once we, and, and it's a weirdness too to realize and to give ourselves that space to, yes, feel those emotions, but not to get trapped in them. Right? Not to get right. trapped in them. Right. Because they're, and we're supposed to be direct. The emotions represent, like I said, a rainbow because we have all kinds of emotions and it will let them flow through us. They'll lead us to someplace beautiful. Right. They say, you know, there's, we always think about the leprechaun as a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. But if we always stay stuck in this is painful or even we stay, you know, we stay stuck in, oh, my gosh, I was the um, quarterback in high school. You know, you're stuck in that period in your life and you don't allow yourself to evolve. Right. You never get right. to well, that Yeah. And that's been 10 years ago. So it's time to find something new right. that you're really but, good at. Right. Yeah. And you get stuck. So it works both ways. We always, we always associate it with trauma, but a lot of times it works with good stuff too. We get stuck there instead of getting into the space of flow and saying, yes, this was good. I experienced it. And I'm now open up for the next experience. And by learning to let go, learning to embrace my power, 
learning to know that everything that's shown up, the good, the bad, and the in-between has shown up for me to get on that pathway, the stepping stone to the next level of my life. Nothing stays uh, stagnant, right? Right. Nothing, stays, nothing stays stagnant. And as much as I, you know, I'm a pharmacist, so I have a very linear mind to some point, right, from A to Z. But the truth of the matter is, is also that nothing is linear, right? And if we really look at our life, we know that we're, you know, it's a circular pattern, right? And so if we mm-hmm. look at and analyze the things that are occurring even today in our life, if you are really honest and open up, we'll realize that, oh, that's happened before. Maybe the, maybe the players on the stage were different and maybe the particular circumstance was different, but I felt this way before. I've dealt with something similar to this before. And so knowing that right there is meant to encourage us to say, yeah, you see, you have a success record. You have a success record. Your emotions, you, you can handle this. You and that goes right back is- to you know, increasing self-esteem, increasing confidence so that they can then try new things and maybe be successful at something new and make their life move forward again. Right. You absolutely, because one of the major things I hear, yeah, is that they're afraid of change and they don't come out and say it directly to to you. Most likely, at least my clients don't, but when you're listening to them, it's anything that has changed has triggered them and has opened the floodgates to fear. Whether it's empty nesting, divorce, death, loss of a job, a wedding even, having to move, right? <laughs> right. All the top Any- 10 stressors in life, you know, scary. Life is scary when it's unknown. It is scary when it's unknown. And here is the truth. It's always unknown. Right? Yeah, I think that's the important part is you have to be able to embrace the unknown. Allow yourself to go into the unknown without reservation, knowing that it's going to be something wonderful. Right. I love that. Being curious about, you know, say, I don't know how it's all going to play out day to day, but I know when I get to the other side of this, it's going to be wonderful. And in my book, we haven't talked about that a little bit. It's freedom. Freedom is your birthright is my book. And what you just said there, I had a friend many years ago and I wrote this in the book. I would tell her something that I was going through and she would say to me, keep on going. And when you get to the other side, you're going to shine like new money. Right. And I remember. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I love that phrase as a young woman. And we weren't that much older in age, but she was so wise as a young woman. I I feel two things when she said that, first of all, I would feel this warm sense of, Oh, she believes in me. She believes that I can handle that. And sometimes that's all we need is somebody to believe in us. Right. Um, Absolutely, And we got to be that first person to believe in us. And, but the second thing is right on the heel of me feeling that warm fuzzy that she believed in me, fear would kick in. And I would start and my mind would kick in and start saying, well, it's going to be hard. I can't do hard. Right? I, that's, I, that, that's never been my strong suit <laughs> facing hard, difficult times. Right. It's going to be scary. I'm not going to know what to do. I'm not smart enough. I would start with the all not, 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 not. And, you know, most of it was, I'm not enough of this. I'm not enough of that. And so learning in the in everyday peace, I teach people how to deal with those uh, self-limiting beliefs. We all have mm-hmm. them, right? And they don't necessarily go away is how we manage them. Again, leadership. How are we going to manage the self-talk that is on auto- exactly. autopilot? Exactly. 
Right. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It is on autopilot. It pops in where you least expect it. And I don't think everyone realizes that that's what that is. It's, it's right. your, it's your past. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And once, once we, once we raise our self awareness, then we can sit and be like, Oh my gosh, here comes that same thought again. <laughs> yeah. And you have to make an absolute decision at that moment in time to, to, to think something different it has to be a very conscious decision. Uh, tell me a little bit more about your book. Freedom is your birthright. Freedom is your birthright. I wrote this book because I honestly believe that someone like myself or yourself or anyone else could teach all of the great ways to have a better life, to be a better you, to have your best life. But it would just hit the surface and you would never have your true success if you first didn't believe that you were born to excel at whatever you decided you wanted to excel in. So Freedom is Your Birthright is designed to teach, it's, it's a roadmap and it teaches people how to accept that they really give life all of the meaning that it has. Okay? We make that, a shift in our perspective is necessary. And how do we do that? How do we shift our perspective and why is it important to do so? It deals with real truth. It's a small book too, under 100 pages because I am passionate about small books um, because I believe if you can get through a book in one or two days, that information will stick with you and you can keep it as a reference. But the book is really designed to show us how we really are making, we really are creating our world. We really are doing that with our thoughts and our words. And it's very, very practical. So it's not this book that's, pie in the sky. It's very practical things of how we can do, like controlling, you know, making a conscious decision to engage in some conversations and to avoid other conversations as far as being negative, always being aware, but not necessarily putting a negative spin on everything, challenging right. ourselves to, to see gratitude and be grateful. I think there's a difference between conflict and feeling negative. And I would yeah. really like you to touch on that a little bit because we, we talked earlier about leaning into conflict because co conflict resolution is a good thing. But I also want people to understand that that's, that's not negative self-talk. Uh, conflict is having a disagreement. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Oh, that's a great point. I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of times, and I want to give you a quick story. When I first started on this journey, I was 17 years old and I thought that I could never say that I had to say all positive things, right? And I thought, well, this is impossible, right? But what I did learn is this. Uh, we, we are not telling anyone to put their head in the sand like an ostrich. We're not doing right. that. We're, we're going to look at a situation. We're going to be honest with what we feel. Right. And sometimes what we feel may be in opposition to what somebody else feels. That's healthy living. Right. That means that I'm alive and I feel comfortable to express myself. You're alive. You feel com comfortable to express yourself. When we get into negative um, self-talk, we're talking more about this is the part of us that makes us feel small. Right. When we're kids, we don't mind that we're different. It's just yeah, until somebody tells you that being different is wrong. Right. It's kind of exciting. It's curious. Right. But so in our self-talk, there's a part of us that looks around and judges um, ourselves by an external appearance. That's when we get into negative self-talk. And so what we do with that is that we don't even shame ourselves there. So we don't we don't treat negative self-talk with negative behavior. Right? Well, I was just thinking when you were saying about that, like when we're younger and we're different, we stand out because we're different. 
and kids might make fun of it. But those things that make us different as adults can be our assets and they can yes. be the very thing that makes us successful. Absolutely. And I think we need to embrace those differences. Fall, oh, that's so beautiful. Fall in love with the things that make you unique. And we all have them, whether it's the way we look, the way we process, the way we move on this earth is all different. And so what I want to say about um, negative self-talk is pay attention to what you're thinking about. Now, I do a thing in my coaching thing, uh, my coaching class called the Smile Journal. And I have people jot down what it is that makes them smile. So when you catch yourself smiling, oh, I'm smiling, what happened, right? And just jot it down really quickly. But by default, you're also noticing what makes you not smile, what, what is causing you to feel tiny and, and insignificant. Most of that is the story that we are telling ourselves in our own head. If our best friend talked to us the way we talked to ourselves, we would not be best friends anymore. Yes. Right? You know how many times I tell that to my clients? <laughs> would you talk to your friend the way you just talked to yourself? And they're like, no. I said, then please stop. Then please, please stop. stop. <laughs> Become your own best friend. And here's a simple way to, to stop too, because a lot of times we think we have to punish ourselves to, to, to stop. And I find that really, I think the Beatles probably said it best, but love is everything, right? Love is everything. So you start with giving yourself the type of love that you want somebody else to give you. Now, we all know we want somebody to fall in love with us. We want to be, oh my gosh, do that for yourself. So when you catch yourself feeling small and negative, stop and say, but I love you anyway. That's it. Exactly. But I love you. Anyway. And after a while, you're like, oh my gosh, that small part of ourself feels like I don't need I don't need to be, feel shame about that anymore. I don't need to to put myself down about that anymore. Cuz somebody loves me anyway. That's shining the light of awareness. That's what we call that because now we're aware of something that's going on in this dark spot inside of ourselves. The more we shine that light of awareness on it, the less frequent that negative self-talk in that particular area shows up. And when it does show up, it dissipates, goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. just by doing that. But I love you anyway. Pay attention mm-hmm. to it. You're driving in your car and you're mad because you, oh gosh, you didn't speak up at the, at the meeting. I love you anyway. Right? You're mad because you overspent or you overdrank or you overtalked, but I love you anyway. So you're giving yourself that unconditional love that maybe you want from somebody else, but you're giving it to yourself first. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Absolutely. And and here's another bonus on top of that. When you give that type of self-love, affirmation, and awareness to you right now, the way you are, before you stop doing anything that you want to stop doing, you change the energy around you. And you start, and people start seeing you more valuable, right? We don't realize, because these things are unseen, but you know, you walk into a room sometime and you see a particular person and you're like, I got to get to talk to that person. They just seem so, they're the life of the party there. And it may not even be anything that they're doing. It's just something about that person. And you are so attracted to something about their energy. Most likely that's a person who is embracing positive self-talk. Not that they don't have problems, not that there are things about themselves that they, that they absolutely don't want to change. They're human, just like the rest of us. But they've right. learned the practice of, and this again is leadership, leader, leader, leader of one starting to lead self. They learn the practice of self-validation, right? Self-affirmation. 
Yes. Yeah, that, that's really awesome. And I love that you put um, your, your, your talk about health, wealth, and relationships in your coaching. And, and you're, you're always focused on those three primary areas in people's lives, because you're right. That is the, the big, those are the three things that are the biggest concern for most people. It's like, am I healthy? Do I have enough? Am I wealthy enough? Do I have enough to feed my family? Do I have enough to put a roof over my head? And then the relationships. Do I have people in my life to love me? Do I have people that I can love? And if you can touch on those three things and make those three areas in someone's life better, that is the best gift in the world. And I think you're right. If it starts with you, it starts with yourself. And learning to have, to know that harmony between, that's why I loved using the triangle, the pyramid, right? Because it balances on all sides. Learning learning to know that you can have harmony in your health, wealth, and relationships. That, you know, you don't have to overpay in one category and leave another category at a deficit. Knowing that we can have harmony or balance is another word people like to use. I like the word harmony, but people like that word balance, that you can have that in all three of those areas. And when you do have that harmony there, that's when you really can learn to live in this space as an everyday peacemaker. You, you model it for your family, for your friends, for, for your community, for your job, right? You model that for them. And you're that person when people walk into the room, they're like, I got to get to know who that is. I've got to yeah. spend some time with that individual. No, I, I love this. This has been an absolute wonderful conversation. Um, so today we've talked to Dr. Drayvon James, uh, who has uh, wrote, written a book called Freedom is Your Birthright. And she is um, in charge of a wonderful coaching program called Leaders in High Heels, Reach Your Next Level of Greatness. So I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I would love for you to give out some information on how can somebody, how can somebody get a copy of your book first? Let's talk about that. How can somebody get a copy of Freedom is Your Birthright? Oh, great. So Freedom is Your Birthright is available on Amazon. So just by putting in Freedom is Your Birthright, you'll get this wonderful resource. It's less than 100 pages, so you'll be able to read it quickly and make it a resource, a valuable resource in your life. Yeah, so feel free to go grab a copy of Freedom is Your Birthright by Dr. Drayvon James. And then let's talk about Leaders in High Heels. You said you had a um, coaching program called Discover Your Passion. It's a seven-day program. Now, Earlier, we talked about how individuals could pick up a copy or to, to use this wonderful gift that you're offering. It's a free gift. It's seven days, but is it remote or how, yes. how would they access this? So it is remote. It is remote. So you, once, once I get your information, once you either email me at DrayvonJames at yahoo.com or go on my website and request it at www.drdravonjames.com, you'll get the link. And once you click on the link, you'll have all seven days there and it's in a video format. So it's nothing that you have to um, sit down and study for long periods of time. You'll find it very, very engaging and informative. I highly um, encourage you to get a copy of it. It's absolutely free. Um, Tell your friends to get it because we are living in a season of change and it's a marvelous thing. The more you know about yourself, the more prepared you are going to be to take advantage of all that's left before us. And make sure you write in free in the subject line so that um, Dr. Uh, James can send you that wonderful program. Um, And so I I really appreciate you being on the show today. I appreciate all the wonderful um, 
I mean, just the wealth of knowledge that you were willing to share so freely with with the listeners. I, I really appreciate that very much. Um, is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Any last words of wisdom? I would like to say this to all of your listeners. As we go into ending the year and moving into a new year, remember this, that in this moment, you are safe. You are enough, you know enough, and you have enough to be in this moment. This is your most powerful moment. You are an everyday peacemaker. I absolutely believe in you. and I absolutely love everyone who is trying their absolute best, and we all are. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate everything that you've brought to uh, the show today and to our listeners. Um, If you would like to get a hold of me, my name is Fazia Costi, and you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can email me directly from the website if you'd like a free consultation, or if you have questions for any of our uh, guests in the future, or if you have any ideas, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, feel free to email me. If you're interested in writing for our um, upcoming magazine, you can do that as well. You can email me some ideas and we can have a conversation about that. If you'd like to subscribe to our magazine, feel free to go to the website again and subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine. It's launching January 10th of 2022. And we are very excited to bring that to you. It's a free digital online magazine and it is international. So look forward to that. Uh, Wishing you all well, and thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.